brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Are you ready to talk about sex? No, let's talk about relationships. Or is it time to talk about dating? Taboos. It's on your mind. So let's talk about it on, on Nightlife 24 7. and welcome back. This is Nightlife 24-7. I'm your boy Mac and today I have a special guest all the way across over the seas. Go ahead and introduce yourself there. <laughs> Hi. Hi everyone. I'm Eugenia Aleinikova and I am right now in very small country in Europe called Latvia is by the Baltic Sea and what I do I help people to unleash their fire within to reconnect with their confidence so that they can enjoy more intimacy and more juicy passionate sex that fuels their life mm, sounds so, so good hello. <laughs> oh my gosh it feels even more good <laughs> <laughs> So, Eugenia, I, I've loved talking to you for the last few days, and I'm so glad that our friend Moria uh, introduced us. You know, I was thinking about, I, I know some of the things that we've talked about have been a little wild and crazy, but this subject here that we're going to discuss in a moment made me think about some of my old swinger days. Um when I used to hang out with certain couples and the husband would ask me to spend time with his wife, uh, whether he was at home or not. I, I remember uh, I met a young lady about two hours from where I live now and um, we spent some time together and her husband said, I would pay you. I would pay you to be at our home every day to satisfy her. And I, I wow. remember that, and it made me laugh. But when I met them, they introduced me to other couples, and uh -huh. their husbands would just sit there and watch me make love or have sex with their wives. It was such a turn-on mm -hmm. for them. I mean, and speaking of that, 
we're, we're bringing up the subject today, people, if you're listening, of cockled relationships. Um, Genia, have you had any experience in that area yourself? Yes. So tell us a little bit about it then. Well, um, well, me, myself, I have been on the sexual scene for quite a while, uh, researching and discovering sexuality since early age, and it always has been passion of mine. Um, me, personally, I have never been in a cuckold relationship, but... Uh, very close friends of mine whom actually I used to live with, uh, they are in couple relationships and they are having so much fun with that, you know. Um, so what, what it is, it's um, the male of the relationship is really getting excited by him or knowing that his wife has been in a sexual intercourse with another man. So I guess it's exciting for some people, for other people it's more um, like bizarre. I, I guess it's everything is really depending on what people are into. But you know, it's in my opinion that each to their own and there is no, no way you can judge somebody for liking something because what works for one might not work for another one. No, no, I, tru um, I truly agree with you. The other matter... Mm, that's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, you know, what, what I feel that if both of the partners are in, in that, because someone, like, it's not very often, well, in my experience anyway, when um, a guy, because most of the guys, I've met in my life, well, in my relationship anyway, they were very possessive. Yeah. Know? So for me to see somebody is actually offering their wife to go out and pull somebody else and have a sexual intercourse with somebody else, it's like, wow, this is cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, you, and you're 100% you correct. This is perfect. But you know, when. Yeah, you're 100% correct. Most men, most yeah. men are so, yeah, so ter yeah, territorial. They're very territorial. It's, you can hear most men will say, you know what? Uh, yeah. I want to have a threesome, but with another woman. It's not that they want another man. They don't want another man having sex with their woman. Yeah, exactly. But they're willing to have sex with another woman, but you can't have another dick. Exactly. Come on, seriously. That's, that's To me, that's selfish. That's really selfish. I mean, think about it. I, if if if, well, if, if, is, I dating, if, if I was dating you, if I was dating you, if I was dating you, and you said, "Baby, mm -hmm. I really want a threesome," and the first thing I would say is, "Oh, we got another girl," but then you say, "Well, no, I was hoping to be with you and another guy." I'm gonna be okay with that <laughs> because I want you yeah. to be satisfied. But most men yeah. aren't okay with that. They're so scared that the other guy is going to be better or bigger or do something that they don't do and you're going to leave them. So, you know what? I was just thinking about, yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. But he's um, insecurity. Well, that's, that's what I like about this cockled relationship. Yes. Thinking I, about what? 
that's what I like about the cockled relationship. There uh -huh. is such loyalty and trust. That is huge in any relationship. I've always stressed mm -hmm. that to people. If you got honesty in your relationship, you can work through almost anything. You know, it's just you have to be able to trust Absolutely. your partner. Absolutely. You know, so let's get back to cockold relationships. Absolutely. I um I I've I've been I've been yeah, with sure, I, I've been with it. many couples. I have been with many couples when I was swinging who were into cockold relationships. Uh, mm -hmm. And at first, at first, it was a little weird. Yes. It was a little weird because it was still still new to me. It was very new. Uh -huh. But after a while, I can't lie, I, I started to enjoy it because yes. it was like I was a performance artist. You know, I got All to right. show off. I got to show off my skills. I got to show off my skills in front of someone else yes. or multiple people. Wow. I mean, the most. So how did that feel? It was, oh, my God. It was like, um, it almost felt like a god. Uh, one wow. time, one time I went to a party, and I was the only, well, that many times I've been to a party, and I'm the only black person there. But this one time yes. I went to a party in Dalton, Georgia, which is about two hours from here. And yes. I'm thinking, you know, it, it was four couples uh, and just me. So I'm thinking everybody's just going to have fun and share, and I'm just the extra. All mm -hmm. of the husbands did not have sex with their wives. All of them wow. wanted, wanted to watch me have sex with their wife. And I lined them up on the couch, bent over, and did uh -huh. all four women. One kept going down the couch and just having sex with all the women. Wow. So it's like from you feeling that you will be extra, you became the... <laughs> I became the primary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, wow. was, uh, it was an awesome feeling. Um, a lot of the couples that I have been with in that type of relationship, uh, they like for me to spend the night. So yeah. I would come over and we would go out and have dinner. We would go see movies together and stuff like that. And then we would sometimes we didn't do that. Sometimes we just came and had sex. And then I would spend the yeah. night. And, you know, I love I love morning sex. I love morning sex. So I would wake I up. In the <laughs> <laughs> I would wake up in the morning, three, four, five o'clock in the morning, roll over and slide yeah. up inside his wife and he would wake up and just watch me having sex with his wife in the morning and then we would roll back over and go to sleep wow sometimes wow. sometimes all of us slept in the same bed sometimes we didn't mhm mm mm -hmm. so you do you think do you think that you could be involved in a cockled relationship um, you know, uh, thinking about cuckold relationship, I think that um, there would be, there would have to be an immense amount of trust involved. Right, right. You know, and the right dynamics will have to be set right away. 
Uh-huh. Um, so you know, before before someone like gets into something like that, because bringing somebody else into your love life, in your cherished relationship, is a very special thing, you know. Yeah. And it's very delicate subject for both of the both of the um, parts of relationship, as well as the outside person who is coming in as well. No, so, I agree with you. I, I totally, totally agree with you. You're a hundred percent correct. I don't. Yeah. I don't think you should try to bring someone in if you do mm-hmm. not have a strong relationship. I don't think Absolutely. you should bring someone in to mm-hmm. fix your relationship. You need to have that strong bond before that person becomes part of your relationship. Absolutely. Absolutely. And this is, it doesn't happen like overnight, I, I guess, unless you already meet in, uh, or unless you already met, you know, on the sea where you're very open-minded, where people uh, play with each other and when it's like, when perception of like sexual in- intercourse and sexual freedom is normal, then both parties of this relationship are already strong already strong within themselves you know they already know what they into but if it's like let's say an ordinary couple you know like a husband and wife and then uh, from over nowhere appears this proposition hey let's bring somebody in you know this could appear as great idea at the time but the thing is that aftermath you know when sometimes um uh, sex happens, you know, there is the psychological effects afterwards, you know, insecurities come up, the, like, if it's another girl there involved, you know, the girl got some issues with herself, or if there's another guy, then the other guy gets uh, thinking, oh my god, is like, he had a bigger dick than I have, you know, maybe he thought it's better than I have, you know, and the cold relationship is exactly that that for a man it's actually very exciting knowing that the other guy satisfied his wife with a bigger dick and a better action wow and this is some yeah it's like something really amazing and very often by the way cuckold relationships are sexless between husband and wife or like the partners you know so wife only have has sex with other men but her husband you know it's funny you said that because when i was doing my research i was surprised you know mm-hmm. i read through esquire i read through sexexpert.com huffingtonpost.com yeah. all of them maintained that most of the marriages were sexless and that sometimes even the husband would wear a chastity belt. Yeah, how crazy is that? I'm just like, wow. I'm thinking they're having sex also, but most of the time they're not. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, my friends, my used to live with, um, they actually did have sex in their relationship, and they were really sexually active, you know? And actually, yeah, most of the time he's the initiator of of uh, her having sex with another man. 
And it was like, all right, okay. So <laughs> this really got me thinking. This is actually really exciting coming out from very, from very possessive relationship, like really seeing the exact polarity to that, you know, where where the wife is actually is encouraged to have sex with somebody else. It's like, wow, this is this is fabulous. And they're one of the happiest couple I know actually. Wow. Wow. So so, you know, so if you if if you for anyone, you know? Yeah, I understand. And, and please, everyone, listen to what she's saying. This type of relationship is truly not for everyone. You have to have great communication, a lot of trust, and a strong foundation to move in this type of arena because most men are considered the lead in the relationship. In the sexual aspect, the man is not the lead anymore. He's not the dominant one, the female is the mm-hmm. dominant one. And you have to be able oh, to yeah. give over that power to her. Yeah. Because she controls but if and when you have an orgasm. That's an, that's amazing, isn't it? That's amazing how things just work out. The dynamics of the relationship is so specific and so special. Well, the question I have for you, I have the question I yeah. have for you. If you met someone and you had been involved for about six months and he told mm-hmm. you that he was interested in this type of relationship, would you be okay yeah. with it? Um, you know, I believe that I would definitely give it a go. Because I believe I wouldn't stay with somebody six months knowing that I don't like them on the level that... Uh, requires to be with somebody for six months right you know so taking in the account i would really be fond of the person i'm with for six months and if the guy would come up to me and says like well listen i just want to have sex with another guy whilst you whilst i'm watching i'd probably go for it you know (laughs) that's what i'm talking about How about okay? We yeah, say, we said six true. months. You're six months. <laughs> what about if he said, in the first thirty days, you've only known him one month, thirty days, and he mm. said, you know what? Um, I think you are so beautiful. I love when we're together. I would mm-hmm. love to see you make love to another man because it would turn me on so much to see the look in your eyes and to mm-hmm. to hear you and hear you moan and groan and. You know, would you be okay with that only after 30 days? Um, you know, I think uh, the immediate answer that comes into my head is yes. Oh, God, look at here. Eugenia, uh, <laughs> she's a little freaky. I like that. Go on, girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because, you know, I feel that in a one-month one time, you have enough opportunity to get to know each other, what what both of you are like. Right. And to have an idea of who you are right. as a person. Well, I, I think of myself, I'm a very intuitive person, and I am very analyzing person, you know? So whenever I am romantically involved with somebody, I think much more deeper than I would usually think. 
Okay. And my intuition is like really kind of open, you know, I'm like, I'm putting meaning to everything, to every little move. So if I would still see the person in one month, we communicating openly, right. we know we both are adventurers. I would say yes, you know, I would learn so much about myself being with another man when whilst my partner is watching. This is like a journey for myself as well for him, you know, and only this is the only way for me to find out if this is for me or not. Well, true, true, very much true. Uh, for you, those of y'all who are just tuning in, this is Nightlife 24-7. And today we are talking about cockold relationships. I'm your boy Mac and my new new friend and co-host Eugene Na uh, is <laughs> speaking to us from uh, Russia at this very moment. But guys, don't, don't, don't pass this type of situation up. It can be very rewarding in a very intellectual and mental way um, just because your woman is being with someone else you can look at it this way consider it almost being like live porn you get to watch it mm. for real you know what I'm saying I know that a lot of guys we can be so selfish when it comes to the bed and some women because I've dated some very selfish women in bed but if your partner or he or she uh, expressed to you a openness on this subject do your research talk about it join some forums mm. get in get into some groups and and go out and meet people and, and see how they feel about it um me and my new co-host here have just been discussing a little bit about what it is how it came to be who's in charge and you know how the dynamics of the relationship changes from the man being in control to the woman being in control. Now, mm. think about this. If I was with Eugenia, if I was with her, and we were in a relationship, and I, we went to a swingers party, technically mm -hmm. I'm watching her with another man anyway or another female. So what's the mm -hmm. difference from letting your woman have a little control in the bedroom? Mm. You might find you might find it is quite stimulating. Very, very stimulating. Mm. Eugenia, I was reading um, you know, they had tips on how to make a cockold relationship work. And Oh yeah. Yeah, you know, so I was going to give a couple of those tips right now, and we can discuss those. It says the very first thing, mm -hmm. you know, a cockroach relationship will often be one that is based on trust, intimacy, yeah. and loyalty. And although yeah. cockroach relationships can be difficult, it can sometimes strengthen the bond between the couple. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. the very first thing you should do is carry out the practice in the correct manner. Yep. That's what me and Eugenia was telling you. Do your research. Yep. Talk to your For partner. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Make sure you understand what it is you're getting into 
and then make sure you're doing it properly so as not to give a bad impression and they're turned off. For sure, for sure. I think that setting the boundaries is really important, you know, before you you dive into anything. Research and the boundaries is like what each of the participants are comfortable with, you know, it's like when you're in a relationship, what is your husband comfortable with and what's not comfortable with? What is your comfortable with and what isn't, you know? What what is the green light? What is the red light? Just sure discuss that because the last thing you want to do is actually hurt somebody's feelings on the level that can't be repaired anymore. I agree. So, I agree with you 150%. You are so right. Yeah. They say yeah, here, definitely. they say here the practice is never a good idea if the relationship already has problems or there are deep-seated mm -hmm. trust issues. You know, there's a mm -hmm. risk that the relationship could break down if these issues are not addressed first. And we both said yeah. that to you guys. If you don't trust each other, if you don't have a strong bond, if there's no loyalty between you, this type of relationship will not work for you. Am I correct? Mm -mm. Absolutely. But, you know, uh, add, adding to that, I think that if there is already a crack in the relationship, that uh, if they are not attended to, they're going to they're gonna lead to something um, more serious consequence re regardless. Either you're going to um, put yourself into the cockled relationship or if you're going to try something else, you know. If there is already like a crack in the trust to one another, if there are cracks in like some loyalty issues or something else whatever it might be and if it's not addressed I think the relationship are going to suffer anyway and whatever you get in yourself into just gonna uh, highlight those aspects for you even brighter so wow for sure, wow yeah, for she sure is absolutely correct wow 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 Eugenia you are a genius <laughs> <laughs> you are a sexual genius. You are hitting it right on the head. You are absolutely 100% correct. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. I, I really hope you find the value in this, you know, because this is, this, is, this is my life, you know. This is my life, years worth of personal experience. I'm right here for you just take it and use it you know i'm really happy to be sharing all this knowledge with you no i appreciate that you're sharing it with all our listeners you know the second thing that they want to talk about which was what we mm -hmm. were discussing anyway the second thing they said that you should do in a cockle relationship is be loyal mm -hmm. and we talked about it. we've already discussed it you have to be loyal there has to be a bond a trust because yes. if there's no loyalty and then you, you're having such a good time and your husband, he's feeling insecure and he's going to say, oh, you liked him better than me. Uh, he ate your pussy better than me. Oh, I, I noticed mm. you were moaning and you were scratching his back. You never done that with me. You know, mm. so there's mm. got to be a strong, loyal, honest, upfront communication and trust between those two people before they move into this arena. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the third thing, the third thing they said to do to make a cockle relationship work mm-hmm. is have fun. Oh, yes. That's the best, right? <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I'm telling you, if you can see my new co-host, she is so sexy. If this was your oh woman and God. you were having that kind of relationship, believe me, both of you would enjoy yourself. Because I'm telling you, she, as soon as I get an opportunity, we're going to get her picture and her information, a little bit about her life and what she's all about, and put it up on the website. But she is a very, very sexy oh my woman. God. So, so having <laughs> oh my fun God. would not be an issue with her, believe me. <laughs> oh my goodness thank you very much what a what a <laughs> words right there <laughs> so and having fun guys you know it says the Kako couple should see their relationship as one that is sexually varied and open to experimentation rather than one that is sinful or shameful perhaps it would be good to you know equate the practice to a hobby or interest rather than a way of life. There will be components to a cockle mm-hmm. couple uh, that's just more than sex. There will be a number of foundations on which the relationship is based on trust, loyalty, devotion, which will take precedence over any sexual act. I need mm-hmm. you guys to understand this. What we mm-hmm. are saying to you is the loyalty, the devotion, the communication, and tr- and trust that you have with your partner will enhance this act for you on a more spiritual and mental level than just the act itself. Mm. Yeah, yeah. See? So glad that you brought spirituality into this because this is this is for sure very, very much spiritual experience it's like of course the act of sexuality sex sex itself it's the kind of focus but there is much more it goes much deeper than only a sexual act itself that there is a um, mental stimulation of what does the sexual activity does to each participant that's what the husband gets out of it, what what like really satisfies this fantasy of his, what does it do to the wife who actually is in control of everything, but also it's very interesting, you know, that husband usually is the out cockle that he is deciding that his wife should sleep with somebody. But then, wife is choosing when and if the husband gonna have an orgasm. So this is like very much um, emotional stimulation as well as you know sexual act. So for sure, it's very spiritually nourished experience as well. Oh, I agree with you. I agree. With you. you said something that I really. I really enjoyed listening to in that in that you said it is the choice 
it is the choice of the wife if the husband is to receive sexual gratification in any shape or form from this. And that can also yeah. be on a physical level and a mental level. Yes, he's enjoying the act of seeing his wife with someone, which gets him off. But mm-hmm. what if the wife decides, you know what? I don't even want you in the room. What if she says, you can listen to us over the phone, or I want you to hide mm-hmm. in the closet, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Or because in some cockle relationships, there is a form of humiliation. You know, she can yeah. make him lay on the floor next to the bed or make him lay under the bed while yeah. she's having sex with her partner, you know? Uh, they could make him sit in the corner and face away from them. Th- there are so yeah. many variations to this. It's almost a form of BDSM in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know the, the history that we spoke about a bit earlier, that in the 16th century, uh, you remember when this right. guy was ashamed for his wife having a baby with an European villages. And it's funny so to me that they would do something like that. It was so funny. They would do a parade and make the guy wear antlers as a, sh- as a form of yeah. shame because your wife was caught with another man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, so interesting that this kind of, like in Russian, uh, there is an expression that, you know, that um, which means that the husband is basically has got horns, so it means that your wife have cheated on you, kind of thing. So okay, I'll you say, know? say the expression in your language. Uh, it's like he has got horns, you know, like which means that he's been cheated on. Wow. Wow! Wow! Yeah, wow! Yeah. So, yes, basically, people say if the man has got a horns, it means he's been cheated on, which. Now we know it comes directly from from that 16th century. Yeah. Wow. See, now I know if I go to Russia I, and someone is saying that and I hear it just by passing or in a conversation, I will know and understand what they mean now. Mm, so I, definitely. I won't be lost. So the last thing that they said that you should do to have mm-hmm. – a, a good cockle relationship is to be safe. And when they mean by yeah. being safe, once a couple has decided they want to partake in a cockle relationship, they will then have to choose a third party. And in most cases, yeah. it is a woman. It is the woman who will be having sexual relations with a different partner. She mm-hmm. must make sure that she is completely comfortable with the new partner. Yeah. You know, the couple will have to choose a third party that they can trust. Uh, This can be either someone that they know or someone Uh they met on a swinger website or it could be a co-worker or, you know, uh, a neighbor. Yeah. You know, the third party that they would want to, uh, you know, that's involved in this, they need to have prerequisites. They need to have mm. do's and don'ts of what they will and won't do and what they the limits for how far this person can go with your partner. Uh, 
Yeah. Having these boundaries or these rules or prerequisites can help ease your mind for everyone involved, allowing them to enjoy the practice much more. Much more. Communication is very important aspect of being in a cockled relationship, and all issues need to be addressed before anything progresses. Yeah, yeah. But let's let's be honest, it's like very, very often things like that happen, you know, when someone's like at the party and few drinks are there, you know, and everything. So there is not always a time to kind of go over all the boundaries. Right. You know? I agree. So, I agree with you. So what I think would be a good practice, it's like for the couple to discuss the option of if this happens at the party and this is somebody we like, you know, let's agree right now before before we like had a few drinks and before like night goes crazy or like whatever it is, you know, let's agree on things what we are comfortable with. Not to do it at the party just because you might not be in the mood and when you're already like in the middle of things, it could be a bit too late for that, you know, and you don't if you truly like respect and value your other partner, you don't want to um, hurt their feelings in any way. So I think that that would be a great practice to really agree things beforehand. And if it's like already not a third time, see what works, what doesn't work, and just really make the next um, experience even better than the first one or like whatever experience it is. Oh no 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 no! I, um, I I I agree with you. You you are one hundred and fifty um, percent correct. I mean, what you're saying is 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 very fluent, very tr- very upfront and honest. Um, I don't know personally, and I'm just talking from my experience. I I don't know if I could be the male in a cockled relationship. Mm-hmm. I do. I will say this up front. I have been in relationships mm-hmm. where I have seen my woman uh, with another woman mm-hmm. or and with another man. And yes, it does turn me yeah. on. But at the same time, I'm in that protective mode also because I want to make sure that she's okay and she's mm-hmm. safe. You know, yeah. I, I'm all right with her having a good time, but it's my job as the man in a relationship to make sure that she's always safe. Even though I enjoy yes. it, because even when the act is done, the first thing I ask her, yes. "Did you have a good time? Did you like what he did?" And and I, because I want to make sure that she wasn't uncomfortable or she felt like something had went too far, you know. Yeah. But but you're yeah. right. You're right. Every time I was with someone who was like that, we discussed, mm-hmm. we discussed mm-hmm. our boundaries before we went to the event. We discussed yeah, the yeah, do's exactly. and don'ts, so that way there would be no problems. Like, um, okay, I'll tell you one of the boundaries I used to have. I didn't like my Easy. woman. I didn't like my woman kissing anybody. All I, right, okay. I, I thought that was very personal. To kiss someone uh-huh. is very personal. So you could do almost anything you want. You could go down on him. You could eat another woman. You could do any, you anal say, but I didn't want you kissing someone because to me, if you kiss him, then there was emotion there. There was, you know what I mean? There was a connection. Mm, 
very interesting very interesting so okay that was I, that was my boundary for that it was just like don't no kissing no kissing on the you know an intimate strong kissing on the lips yeah you can kiss somebody on the cheek or forehead or kiss them on their chest but you couldn't kiss them mouth to mouth all right so it's about like a body kissing right that was fine what if you were in this type of relationship what would be your boundary uh, if i would be in this kind of relationship what would be my boundary yeah um my boundary would probably be no boundary. <laughs> <laughs> okay, everybody, you've heard it here. She said there are no boundaries. We just gonna go for it. Okay. <laughs> All righty. <laughs> if you're just tuning well, in, <laughs> this is Nightlife 24-7, <laughs> and we are talking about cockled relationships. I know we only have about five minutes left on the show, so I promise you guys uh, uh, the next show is on Friday, and uh, my new co-host, me and Eugenia, are going to be discussing. <laughs> uh, you, you guys, uh, you need to understand the reason I say her name with such emphasis is because I was messing her name up so bad when we first started talking. I was calling her Eugenia. <laughs> and she was like, no, yeah, it's Eugenia. And I was like, no, I'm Eugenia. saying that. And she was like, Eugenia. <laughs> and I was like, no, I said that. She's like, no, you're saying Eugenia. Yeah, so, but that's it. You know, we're going to discuss that at another time. But. Guys, I promise you, I'm going to keep her on the show as long as she wants to be on because I think she is so sexy. I love her accent. Oh, my God. She just doesn't know the things that her accent does for me. Ugh. Mm. And I have such oh a thing. I have goodness. such a thing for Russian women because I've dated, you know, three Russian women so far in my life. One was from Afghanistan and Two were actually from Russia, and ah, oh, Russian women are thick. They are built like almost like Brazilian women. Oh, just cold weather. That's all. <laughs> it's just they live in the cold weather. Okay, but they are thick and fine. So, <laughs> I think I, I think I'm catching you catching her off guys off guard, guys. She doesn't know what to say because she's like, oh my god, he's really saying all this. <laughs> oh my god, I'm really blown away. Yeah, no joke. I'm really blown away. But I really would like to say thank you for having me on the show and this is a fantastic, absolutely fantastic experience for me. You to actually talk about sex and variety sex so openly with someone so open minded as yourself. So nice and easygoing and amazing knowledge that you have and all this absolutely uh, awareness that you bring to your audience is absolutely fantastic so I'm ever so grateful for being invited to share this experience with you well thank you so. and and like I said guys she's going to be on the shore show a lot more I promise you that um the show is coming to an end, and um, we're going to continue this topic again on Friday. And um, this time, we're going to 
tell you the best ways to open up conversation for this for your partner and you and how to make it work even better okay so we're going to give you a few tips uh, from our personal experience and a few tips from online and we want you guys to be able to express yourself but the one thing we always say is research 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 okay don't just take what we say look it up for yourself find out for yourself right Eugenia Absolutely, absolutely. Just make sure you know what you're getting yourself into. Because sometimes, everybody from personal experience, sometimes fantasy might seem much brighter than reality. You know, so be careful what you wish for. And if you are absolutely sure that this is what floats your boat, just absolutely go for it. But really make sure that you're doing it in a way that it's safe for yourself, for your relationship. Your partner is absolutely comfortable with that, you know, and everybody involved are having a good time. Because in the end of the day, we live only once and this is what it's all about. Having a great sex that like really fueled your life to create it even better. All right, guys, and that's our show for the day, and we'll talk to you on Friday. We're out. All right. Bye, everybody. We at Nightlife 24-7 appreciate you, our listener, who has an open mind and heart and are able to listen, learn, and discuss those issues that affect you and your partner. By discussing these issues, we hope to keep the lines of communication open to help inform you, our listener, and our community. It's on your mind, so let's talk about it on Nightlife 24-7. It's true that some things change as we get older, but if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com.